Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Lip Media Podcast. We're talking again. About body Hi, I'm Paul Mitzi. I'm Lucy Thomas. Your boy Brandon B. Boy Wee Levi, but... <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck was that? And we are the Swapcast Podcast. Every episode we watch an entry in the body swap movie genre and break it down for you. This week we are watching the 2019 Korean body swap comedy, The Dude in Me, starring Jung Jin Young and Park Sung Wung, where a weak high school student and a mighty gangster exchange their bodies accidentally. As always, we love to hear from our listeners, so slide into our DMs on Insta, send us an email, or check us a review on iTunes so we can get to 100 reviews and do an episode on Face Off already. So, and we did get a lovely review this week um, that called us delightful. So, thanks for that, (laughs) listener, or uh, a listener from Canada. So, always love hearing from people. But as always, if you don't send us a review, you are a piece of shit. So, so on to the dude in me. The majority of the films we watch for the podcast are American, and I think by this point we have come to expect what an American take on a body swap film is. Do you guys feel that the Korean sensibilities brought anything new and interesting to this genre? Thinking about that question, I do feel like it does, but I'm I'm trying to put my finger on why. Is it yeah. is it just that like just being in a different culture is just a bit more refreshing to see how they would handle things. I, I, yeah, I'm not sure. This, this this did have a pace that I thought was far better than a lot of the, uh, you know, the B-grade ones we've seen. Yeah. <laughs> Even though but it I does go find- for like two hours as well. Uh, I don't know. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I did find, I didn't quite understand the tone of this film. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it felt really serious and then there were these really weird comedic beats and then sometimes there was like circus music. And then sometimes there was, like, really ominous, like, gritty. I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's going on. And then full-on, like, fight scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I th- I think that is the Korean sensibility. I think uh, yes. they are, they're very much more willing, when you watch Korean cinema, they're much more willing to play with genre and go from completely mel- melodramatic to serious to com- comedic to like action packed to like stabbing um, people <laughs> yeah like you don't know what you're going to get in for uh, what you're in for when you go into one of these movies and i really appreciate that i love that did you guys like enjoy the film i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys like I said, like, I just felt like I was watching something different, like, as as yeah. far as we've been seeing this film a million times, <laughs> whereas yeah. at least this one, you know, uh, I'm in a different setting, these, like, these, uh, like, sort of schoolyard, uh, like, fights and stuff also involve, like, gangsters and stuff like this, like. <laughs> yeah, like, literally he broke the neck. Of a school oh, bully. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of a school bully. Like, I was like, what? And I was like, how am I supposed to feel? Like, the, yeah, yeah. the, the film's am really I, like. Am I cheering with this? Or what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love this. It's like, it's a, um, it's a teen film. It's a gritty gangster <laughs> film. It's a comedy. It's a romance. It's a melodrama. It's yeah. an action movie. Yeah. It's like. It was good value. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It, it goes for two hours. Yeah. And Little it probably does outstay its welcome a bit. Yeah. We didn't, we didn't need the, uh, boy waking up and, and learning a lesson in the, in the father's 
buddy, you know what I mean? I'm trying not to say names because I don't know, I'll just butcher them. <laughs> um so you you think that he should have stayed in the coma the whole time uh it was fun having him wake up and seeing him in the old man's body like yeah but i i really i really felt like that last 20 minutes was them trying to also give him his own arc and where he learns to like you know be Mm. a man or something like that but it just didn't seem necessary yeah so i guess the uh the plot of this film is about a. Um, <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so it's about this older man. He's he's a head of a crime organization. And when he's, he was in his forties, like that's not old, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. the older <laughs> of the two characters. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, he's got this kind of trophy wife who they have a awful relationship. You know, we start the film with him. He's trying to take over this group of of buildings, so he's he gets a small business and gets a whole bunch of gangsters to come beat them up so that they leave the business. So we establish he's pretty much a not a nice dude. guy. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. So uh he goes to this ramen shop, and it's obvious he was there looking for the woman that used to run it, but she's not there. And in that ramen shop, there's a teenage boy uh, who's really quiet and awkward and he forgot his wallet so he runs out and the woman says oh can you pay for his as well forces him to pay for his as well and he sees that the the teenage boy had eaten five serves of the ramen so he has to pay $50 of this guy's ramen <laughs> And then uh, while he's complaining about it, she kind of mysteriously tells him that she's going to pay him back for this very soon kind of thing. Good fortune. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, it's a bit of a Freaky Friday. uh, Mystical lady, yeah. Fortune cookie moment, yeah. Mm -hmm. So then he goes somewhere else and the boy is on the roof for some mysterious reason reaching for a... Shoe, shoe that's hanging from a, a wire he falls off the roof and lands on the gangster and then when the gangster wakes up in the hospital he realizes that he is now in the teenage boy's body so and the teenage boy in his body ha- is in a coma still in a coma yeah 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 <laughs> So then he decides, you know, to to live this teenage boy's life the way he'd want to. So, um, you know, obviously he's a gangster with gangster sensibilities. So when he goes to a school where everyone's trying to bully him, he beats the shit out of everyone. Including breaking (laughs) someone's neck and murdering them. Um, And also, yeah, when are you going to talk about the that thing? Yeah, so I guess the the main the teenage boy is played by a K-pop idol, <laughs> and who is you know as they all are skinny and beautiful. Smelt, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so the film puts him in a fat suit so that he can play this this nerdy character, and it is a very bad. Yeah, fat I was going to say how quickly, how many seconds did you go? Did it clock? Did it take you to clock that? Like one second. Yeah, 0.5. <laughs> I was like, what the hell have they done to this boy? <laughs> yeah, especially because his, like, hands are still so slender and, like, he's touching his, like, fat face. You're like, it's not convincing at all. <laughs> yeah, this movie's very fat-phobic. Yes. It, it, it equates with, like, yeah, you know, everything goes right for him when he loses weight. And- yeah, so later in the film he decides, you know, to... Because we we find out that the kid is just like a compulsive eater and has these giant banquets of fried food every night. And like when he first goes into his body, he because he's kind of being controlled by the urges of, of the new body he's in, he like literally blacks Black out, <laughs> blacks out and eats an entire table of food. I really identify with that. But. And his dad <laughs> is like so proud of him yeah. <laughs> for doing so. Uh, and we have to mention his dad is the small business owner that gets bullied in the first scene of the film. By gangsters. Yeah. Get threatened by, by the gangsters. gangsters. Yeah. yeah. I guess the second time someone's been uh, threatened with a buzzsaw um, for us since Freaky. 
uh, but at least this time he didn't actually get sword in sword half. In half. <laughs> um, so at the at the school, when um, there's also a girl that is being relentlessly bullied by everyone in the school, like everyone hates her. Um, did you guys work out why? I think I missed it. Why everyone hated her so much? No, nah, I didn't. I didn't clock it. I didn't get it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like because she's being, like being a fat guy. I get, but yeah, <laughs> but this girl well, was normal. <laughs> well, for the logic of the film, yeah, like she's a pretty, like she's a really beautiful girl, and she didn't seem to be like mean or Not annoying. So why did everyone hate her so relentlessly? The um the bullies in this school were very like cartoon villain. It, they were it was so full on. Yeah, <laughs> I did love when uh when oh, what's his name is in his body and he's like confronting all the bullies and then he they like go to like threaten him with violence and he just gives them like slaps and they're just like oh. Yeah, I <laughs> just the continuously slaps them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're just so like shocked and like upset by it <laughs> that they just leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, that did make me laugh. Yeah, um, but yeah, so he uh, sees this girl getting bullied, and he's like kind of befriends her. But then he meets her mother and realizes that her mother is the <laughs> girlfriend he had when he was younger that he was forced to break up with because he had to marry another girl in order to rise up the ranks of the criminal ladder. You know, just normal stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then he has his suspicions. So he steals some of her hair, does a DNA test, and realises that the girl, who is essentially his classmate at this point, is his, his daughter. daughter. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they really did try to put a lot like shove a lot in. I was like, we don't need this byline, really. Like, but, but I really appreciate. Yeah, him. I don't mind it. <laughs> the way that he he gets the hair as well is he goes up to her while she's in school and goes, "Oh, you have something in your hair," and then just grabs her by the a scalp. whole chunk. Out? Yeah. <laughs> so I guess this really makes it uh, very similar to Seventeen again, where. That film had a very similar plot where Zac Efron sort of was like in- raising your daughter from the sidelines as a friend. Yeah. So, and of course, the both films have the same dilemma where he, he uh, you know, is looking out for his daughter and befriending her, and then and, she hits and on him? she she starts falling in love with him. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so, at the same time, like he's befriending the mother. And then she cottons on and he tells her what's going on, that he is actually, you know, the gangster in another body. And she has no time for it whatsoever. <laughs> She's like, get the <laughs> fuck out of my life. And you realize why, like, when you see the, the, the flashback where he just, like, brutally dumps her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, like, you can understand why she hasn't forgiven him. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's trying to get with her, the mother, at the same time, the daughter is trying to get with him, who's also his his dad, and it just creates so much like melodrama. And yeah. I was here for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, we have the big confrontation where the the daughter walks in on them two, kind of talking about their relationship, and then she thinks the mum is trying to steal him away from her, doesn't realise that it's actually her dad. And then violently hits him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and then in between all of this, there's a, a rival gangster who wants to uh, take over the, uh, I guess, the mafia of of what he was doing um, and is trying to kill his comatose body. And then in the process of doing that, the teenager wakes up in the gangster's body, accidentally knocks the other gangster out. <laughs> uh, uh, they all end up like the, he ends up back at his home and they all work out what's going on. And, uh, but then they have to fight the rival gangster um, <laughs> with a giant kung fu sequence, <laughs> resolve the whole thing with the mother and the daughter, 
And the film manages to somehow do that. So, across <laughs> the film. Yep. <laughs> and um, then they live happily ever after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he quits being a gangster. They all run a, a noodle shop, shop together. together. <laughs> <laughs> um, the teenagers keeps the weight off so he remains sexy and everyone's happy. <laughs> so, yeah, I... I th- I really thought this was a fun time. It, it was fun. It was very playful. Yeah. And I think in terms of, you know, it, it has a lot of different genres in here, but I think it does a pretty good job with all of them. Like even the action was well choreographed and and executed, I thought, and I thought it worked as a teen comedy. I thought it worked as a gangster movie. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's just been film. some time where I've seen – um, so many things in one film. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I I had a fun time with it, and it was just because I like there wasn't like these big boring moments that like everything that was going on sort of had a good pace to being resolved, and the next point went on to like in succession. There was no like, oh, we're gonna just spend thirty minutes of the film waffling with him being in a boy's body and stuff like that. It's like, no, the story, the narrative is strong throughout. Yeah, yeah, it's like I'm gonna put in so many plot points. There is no time for waffling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm just gonna keep on bringing in plot points. <laughs> so, what did you guys think of the two swap performances in the film? Did yeah. you think that Jin Young Jung did a good job um, as? like a uh, gangster trapped in a teenager's body. Yes, I did. He he was, you know, for such a young guy, he really did have this swagger of an older dude. But I I do just want to bring up again, I thought that the the fat shaming stuff was fairly reprehensible. Yeah. 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 It reminded me a lot of that um Catherine Zeta-Jones Julia Roberts movie American Sweethearts. Haven't seen it. Did you ever? See- no, oh, you haven't seen that. It's one where like Julia Roberts used to be like fat, and then she like loses weight, and and then all of a sudden people notice yeah. her and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> just, Zeta- yeah. E- even like the way they got him to walk, like he had like this fat waddle, and yeah, it, like fat suits aren't, aren't funny. And, like, and and the funny and the thing is though, like he wasn't actually that fat. No, like. <laughs> Like he was just a little bit, he was a little bit tubby, but he wasn't someone you'd look at and go, oh my God, that person is so obese. He must be like unhealthy. Like he just looked like a teenager who liked a bit of Macca's every I'm now so, and then. I'm so like- glad you said that because I was looking at his fat suit and going, oh, I think I'm around there at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, it's funny that uh, you said like he has such a swagger for a young guy because he is so much older than his character. <laughs> he in real life is he's almost thirty years old. Holy but he shit! Was, wow. He was almost thirty when he played this. Yeah, playing a sixteen-year-old or something. Whoa. Yeah, <laughs> that's some Dawson's uh, Creek stuff. That's crazy. Yeah, I was so glad when I found that out because it means we can hot or not him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. I thought he did a really good job. Like, I yeah. thought he was believable as, like, uh, someone that could beat someone up. Um, totally. Yeah. And you yeah. know the way, like, he he never said very much because he was this kind of, like, yeah, ga- gangster dude. Yeah, yeah all like, his hands in his pockets, like, yes, confident yeah. swagger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he did play that character really well. I really enjoyed that. Um, and how about Park Sung-wung when he had the teenager in his body? And when he woke up. I thought yeah. that was really funny as well. Some of that was the yeah. best when he went home and saw his dad and he was in those pyjamas. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he was, like, crying. And I, I, I thought that was really And he's, funny. like, double everyone's size as well. That just yes. made it funnier. Yes. <laughs> and, like, you know, giant. when he has to go, you know, he has to go and do the classic, like, earpiece pretending to be someone else getting fed the lines um yeah like you know like really bowing to everyone although he's supposed to be the boss but he's playing this really like shy little boy yeah yeah. um i just thought he did he did really well and this is this is this the second body swap film where where people have tried the earpiece thing Um, i was gonna say feeding lines uh, so it was definitely in vice versa have we seen it anywhere else I feel like we must have, right? But <laughs> I think we've just been frustrated when no one does it. <laughs> like when they yeah. go into a big meeting and they're not, it's like, just put it in yeah. an earpiece. 
Yeah. yeah. But like, again, it doesn't work. Again. There's like a signal problem. There's yeah. always a signal problem. <laughs> or there's a time where the person says exactly what the person said in their ears, which is like, they're like, oh, yeah. just say this. And then they say, just say this. It's like, you yeah. look like an insane person. And surely anyone with half a brain would know that you don't say that part of the <laughs> sentence. But yeah. In terms of other like body swap tropes, was there anything else that you saw that this film dealt in that all the other films we we do do? Like, I mean, it didn't really have that, like, ex- exploration of the body no, that didn't. we nearly get. Like, he doesn't really, like, comment much on the fact that he's younger now. There's no looking at his dick. There's no, like... There's a definite ab shot in there where yeah. he's yeah, but he checking out his new abs. Yeah, yeah. but the, the ab shot is only because he lost the weight. Which he did, like, well into the body swap. It was, like, weeks into the body swap. I guess that we had the, like, the kiss between, you know, like, the woman that's in her 40s kissing the kid in high school. Yeah, so, yeah, Uh, which, again, I think that this film has a lot of, I think of any of the films we've done, this has the most ties to 17 again. Mm. Yeah. Even though the swap mechanics are a lot different. Yeah. It definitely has a lot of that. I feel like it would have been an inspiration for sure. Except in this one, like in 17 again, like uh, Leslie Mann's like, I've got the hots for this, <laughs> this young boy, but I shouldn't. Whereas in this one, he, she, the, the mother's like, you know, fuck you. How dare you touch me? She's actually, she acts like the probably appropriate response to yes. all this happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like the, the characters in this film, reacted appropriately to finding out about their, like, the swapped things happening in their lives. Like, usually people accept these things way too easily. She was horrified, angry, and the dad just couldn't comprehend it at all. He says, do you expect me to believe this? You're trying to trick me. Like, this is crazy. It's like, yes, that good response. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, even when he's presented with all this evidence, he still doesn't like it. Doesn't let yeah. It takes a, it takes a while. Yeah, <laughs> which I feel like would be what any normal person in real life would be like. <laughs> yeah, I also really liked uh, you know when he worked out uh, you know I swapped I've swapped bodies with this other person. Yeah, um, you know when he was like trying to undo it, he was just like mashing into the other guy. He's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. well, the guy fell, I fell on the guy and then I uh, changed bodies with him. So Therefore, like, I'm going to jump on him. <laughs> yeah, and the other guy's in a coma. I, that was very funny. Yeah, doing yeah. like wrestling body slams yeah. on him to- <laughs> Yeah, and then, and then uh, the gangster's assistant walks in the room and, is, and he sees the other guy mashed on top of him and his first reaction was like, oh, I'm sorry, and walks out the room and then he realises <laughs> like, what the fuck's going on? And walks back in. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought it was interesting, like a cultural thing that we've never heard in a film, one of these mm-hmm. films before. You know, it's like, oh, just, um, you know, y- you're lucky, like you're in a young, fit body. You should just stay in it. You'll have to do your military service again, which sucks. <laughs> but it was like, whoa, like you don't hear that in American films. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's such an, like, I feel like you could make an entire other body swap film where that's the premise. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also found the score. The score was really weird. It, the music. I, mean, I didn't really notice it all that much. What was the, weird? The love music? The, like, the romantic music that played whenever he looked at his, like, ex partner? Yeah. And then, like, truly the drop dead Fred music. Like one second <laughs> after someone had been murdered, like it was very, it was very chopped and changed. <laughs> I guess, I guess, yeah, because it was so playful and the tone is really different to like Hollywood movies. Um, mm-hmm. it, I just found it very, yeah, it's just not something I'm used to hearing. Um, you, you don't have to put this in, but some of the subtitles were so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got darn fathead. <laughs> yeah, and you I rascal. noticed, and, and I noticed at one point as well, the guy's like, he said something like darn or damn, and yeah. the actual character said fuck in English. Yes, <laughs> so- it, it was the time when it slipped into English. Like the bullies at the party were, it yeah. slipped into English. It was yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, was the uh, the host of the party, like the uh, the cool senior dude, was he also like a K-pop? He looked like a that like a a pretty boy who would sing songs and twirl. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm I'm not quite sure. What a piece of shit character though, and like. What were they trying to achieve at that party? So they Yeah, that they, could have real dark. <laughs> yeah. He invites the the bullied girl who's his daughter to the party. Apparently put an entire party on for her. Yeah. 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 And what what do they want to do to her? Like what? They yeah, want to keep it, to keep humiliating her? Like uh, Yeah. So they just all crowd around in a circle with her in the center and like pour water on her. And after she wouldn't like, drink, yeah, and and, and insult want, her, and they're fi- like filming it. They're like filming these sort of like pranks that they do. Is that was that the vibe? Yeah, because you know it's the way just... you know the way the initial thing like with the guy falling off the roof was because of the bullies. He was like trying to reach for the shoe, and they filmed it, yeah. and that was the thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, they were unusual bullies. It was pretty extreme. So I guess it was yeah. fitting that one of them got their neck broken. At a party. <laughs> like, was he dead? Yes. That's what I was wondering. Yes. <laughs> like, he would have had to have been, right? Yes. Like, he did a full-on, like, crazy mafia, like, not mafia, but, like, he Laugh, yeah. broke his neck. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I was wondering that. I'm like, he couldn't survive that, surely. <laughs> no. And, like, yeah, there was definitely... People dying in this film, like yeah. when uh, when his uh, bodyguard went to deliver the letter to the uh, to the like gangster father. Yeah, he's just like yeah. stabbing bodyguards left and right. <laughs> they just fall <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And yeah. how much of a piece of shit was his wife? <laughs> oh yeah, his trophy wife. Yeah, like, framing ha- him, having as- an affair, framing him, crying <laughs> over her necklace. Not, <laughs> not over her husband being in a coma. I'm glad that the mum character existed and the daughter character existed, or else this film would like it'd be like all the rest of the films we watch, where like the females just come off really poorly. But mm. I feel like the mum had like a lot of agency. I really liked her character. Yeah. <laughs> um. I also really liked the dad, the sweet dad. He was just yeah. really, he was just really sweet. And yeah. yeah, he had a lot of good like comedy timing as well. Yeah, like, yeah. he had a lot of good t- laughs on him. <laughs> but he also got the shit beat out of him as well. Everybody got the shit beat out of him in this film. <laughs> <laughs> no one came out unscathed. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. All right, now it's time for our favorite segment, Hot or Not. Take it away, Lucy. Are they a tutor or a boot? Are they ugly or cute? Tell me if they're hot or not. Ding. 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 Everyone is beautiful beautiful in their own way. Hooray. We should put some, like, K-pop, like, synth behind that one. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with Park Sung Wong as Jan Pang Su, who was the uh, gangster. Very handsome. I think he's like your type, right? The right age range, the way he dressed. Kind of like brooding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, not ideal that he was like a bad dude before he had his life-changing lessons. Of, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, very handsome guy. Real sharp dresser and that very, like, that attitude. You know, like he didn't, yeah. he didn't say much for what he said, always had heaps of weight to it. It was good. Yeah, I, he can get it. I'm yeah. definitely giving him a heart. <laughs> Brendan, did you find him attractive? Uh, no, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> I also appreciated, like, as an actor, he did go in on when he had to play the younger character. Uh, yeah. He, he really, he went for it. it yeah, was, yeah, it was 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, oh, and that me- goatee. Ugh. 
<laughs> I love the way as well. It's like they show him in his hospital bed and it's like he's grown a beard because he's in a coma. But it was a goatee. It wasn't like, yeah. <laughs> it's like somebody's still manicuring that for you. <laughs> that was weird. <laughs> Jin Young Jung as Kim, the the younger of the two, uh, played by twenty eight year old actor Tim Kim Dong Hong. Should we should we give him a pre and post fat suit rating? <laughs> <laughs> I think like the fat suit was just so um, poorly constructed. Poorly constructed, like. You can't even rate him as a human being because he just looked weird. And also, like, just being fat doesn't make you a loser or, like, it was just unnecessary. Yeah. yeah. But, but, like, it does get you picked on. Like, yeah. Yeah. It, it did explain his personality. Yeah. Like, uh, Paul, you were a, a, a big guy in uh, yeah. high school. Yeah. I mean, I I could relate to this character. I went through the same journey. <laughs> Um, another man uh, took over the soul. His soul took over my body, <laughs> and then went and did massive workouts over a period of time until I lost the weight. That must have been so. Like you must have been so. Like oh, thank God I didn't have to do it myself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I was quite jealous. As I, like, I had to do all this shit myself. <laughs> Look, post post makeover, he was he was hot. Like he was hot. I, I'm going to give him a hot. There's nothing more I can say about that. <laughs> um, oh, he's just, yeah, far prettier than I'll ever be and, like, a much more svelte figure. But, yeah, also I just want to say, I mean, I know that, that, that that's not reality and that, you know, sadly people do get picked on for their size um, and yeah. the, the world really needs to catch up. But I just it's just lazy to be like, we made him fat. And that makes him a loser. That's just lazy. Yeah, I mean, he, he didn't need to be there, and he could have had a makeover in the plot without him having to be fat beforehand. Mm. Because don't fucking deny me a makeover. That's one of my yeah. joys in life. <laughs> but also, I, I'm like, how much time is supposed to have elapsed here? Like, it, it, it's supposed yeah. to have elapsed here. It, it, you can't like get abs overnight because otherwise, I'd be signing up like yeah <laughs> and like um, be, getting to a certain size has a certain toll on your body like the body he ended up with afterwards i don't think is actually physically possible to get to uh, if you were that size before <laughs> like it's just not physically possible he didn't have a stretch mark on him it was like <laughs> perfect <laughs> like body like it just doesn't happen that way yeah it was, it was did he like have a, a belly button it's, it's like a cartoon, you know the way like Homer Simpson has been like a muscle Giant. man and yeah. like having to wear a muumu within the space of an, you know, it, it, yeah. was, it was very silly. <laughs> uh, Brendan, hot or not? Uh, like, yeah, I have to agree with you all. Like, he is a very pretty <laughs> boy. <laughs> Like it's, it's like, yeah. I couldn't use I couldn't use masculine like uh, adjectives because it's such a like feminine beauty. But I can see it there. He's a very did, pretty guy. Did the dude in me make you fluid, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> Are we discovering a part of your sexuality today? <laughs> How much as well was like the school uniform? They look like they're wearing like Ralph Lauren or something. Yeah. Just like these beautiful structured blazers. And- yeah. Yeah. And, like, beautiful fabric. Like really fitting yeah. pants. Like the, the the school uniform was really stylish. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of Gossip Girl, how they yeah, it, totally. they could make their uniform seem fashion. Except, my God, when you watch that now, you're like, what is with the headbands and like all the <laughs> customizing of your uniforms? You've done a terrible job. <laughs> like, yeah. I know what they were going for, but when you watch it now, it is yeah. bad. It's aged terribly. Oh, so badly. <laughs> me Ran Ray as Oh Mi Sun, the mother. Hot or not? Brendan. Uh, nah. Like, like you said, I, like, you said she had a lot of agency, which I would agree with, but she was constantly beating on people, like, physically attacking them and stuff. And she just seemed like someone who was, like, exhausted all the time and, you know, a single mother or something. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I, like, yeah, I agree. Like, I liked her character. But yeah. I don't. I didn't get a lot of sexual energy off of her. Though when she did go to that, like, remember when they went for coffee 
and yeah. she kind of like had a blowout on her hair and yeah, like, she yeah. she did look quite she, nice. Yeah, she was almost like she was going on a date. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree with you, Paul. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's a beautiful lady anyway, so yeah. good work, Miran. <laughs> uh, um, okay, finally, uh, let's friend or foe uh, Su Min Lee, her daughter, and his daughter, I guess. Everyone's daughter. <laughs> <laughs> friend. I, I don't understand why people were picking on her. She seemed like a really cool chick. <laughs> I thought she seemed lovely. And, like, literally, if she touched someone, everyone would throw it. If she touched anything, people would throw it in the bin because they say her touch made it rotten. Like, it was really cruel stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think of, like, bullet. Like, I know you guys are saying, like, I don't know why. But, like, that's that's sort of, like, what bullying usually is it's like oh this person's slightly different so let's uh make their life miserable <laughs> so but i just don't get it because she didn't seem different in any way though like there was I nothing think it was, about was her. it because that her like her father wasn't around or something was that it they didn't, like they didn't touch on that but yeah or know, that maybe. like uh her mother like was a like a single working parent i feel like they were just being a bit classless or something anyway mm. like just yeah totally i agree she was bullshit. <laughs> yeah <laughs> she was she was very cool and uh yeah i would have been friends with her yeah, no worries. yeah yeah he should have snapped all their necks all right now let's get to opinion swap where we find some interesting reviews of the dude in me from across the interwebs so, the majority of the reviews for this film are fangirls getting wet over um, Jin Young Jung, but um, I did manage to find a couple that weren't that, but this isn't one of them. This one's from <laughs> Kath- Catherine on Letterboxd, who gives it four stars. She says, besides the tragic title of this movie, Zac Efron is no match for Mafia member Jin Young. Body swap tropes are too entertaining. Do we know if there's a lot of body swap films in Korea? There are, um, and I've got. There's a few more on the list, so (laughs) I don't want to burn them all at once. But did you? What did you think? Superior to Zac Efron's performance? Do you agree with Catherine? It's it's hard to put it on the same level because, like we were saying about tonally, like this was doing something completely different. So I wouldn't uh, if if we were saying like, oh, this was like a really serious role. And, like, he did an amazing job. I wouldn't say that. Okay, the way to decide, because this guy's a K-pop dude, right? Yeah. Yeah, they need to do, like, a singing dance-off thing. (laughs) Zac Efron versus this guy. Um, And I would actually pay money to see that. Um, and then they we could, could do, like, a high school the, musical the international. True, the true winner would be, yeah. Um, I, I've got to be loyal to my, my boy, Zach, so he's still number one in my heart. But, you know, Jin Young did a great job as well. So, And I would also pay to see that dance-off. Yeah. All right, so this one's from Ma on Letterboxd. He gives it four stars. And he says, old boy, but with 25% less incest. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um, Spoilers <yes>. for Old Boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Old Boy, Lucy? Yes, a very long time ago. Uh, okay. <laughs> so this one's from Rosie on Letterboxd and uh, didn't give a star rating, but she says, Why is Jin Young still playing a high schooler when we all know he's like 80 years old? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And this one is from Smort Grill on Letterboxd. It gives it four stars. And they say, body swap movies are somehow always fun. (laughs) Would you agree with that? I didn't know you changed your name on uh, on Letterboxd, Paul. I actually <laughs> legally changed my name to Smort Grill, so that's <laughs> And I disagree. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, same here. <laughs> they're, just, they're slowly eroding my sanity. All right, uh, so now it's time for Tenuous Recommendations, where we each recommend a movie, TV show, song, album, or book that is connected to today's movie in some way. So I'll kick it off. My connection is K-pop. So obviously this is a Korean movie, and the main star, Jin Young Jung, was in a boy band, a K-pop boy band called B184. And, uh, sorry, B1A4. And uh, I'm going to recommend a K-pop 
documentary called The Nine Muses of Star Empire from 2013. Now, uh, for those Is that those the who- name? Like that's that's the name. Of- two thousand and thirteen. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the the documentary is from two thousand thirteen, and the documentary is called Nine Muses of Star Empire. Nine Muses of Star Empire. Yes. Okay. Um, so, uh, for those who aren't familiar, K-pop is the genre of pop music that ha- um, has kind of exploded out of Korea. Like, I've been a fan for a long, long time. <laughs> I was into it before anyone else was. If you're ever in the car with Paul, like. There is at least one K-pop song coming on his playlist. Yeah, like, I have to say, I was on the ground floor of this thing. Yeah, I'll I'll back you for that. Like, I'll vouch for you. You were cool before everyone else. Before, like, Lady Gaga Do you like (laughs) BTS, Paul? Sorry? Do you like BTS? I don't mind BTS, but, I mean, like, obviously, they're the biggest musical act in the whole world right now. Yeah. Like, literally. And uh, so... It does make me feel like vindicated that K-pop is as big as it is now when I've been like singing the praises of it for so long. But anyway, this documentary shows the darker side of K-pop. It it follows a year in the creation of this girl group called uh, the Nine Muses, where they got a bunch of like models and put them all t- uh, nine models, put them together and tried to make them into a a nine, pop girl group. Nine is too many people in a band. That's a lot. <laughs> but you got enough. If they die, you can, yeah. like, you still got enough. <laughs> oh. <laughs> this documentary goes through what actually goes into making a K-pop girl group. And it is essentially torturing a bunch of teenagers. Why am I not and, surprised? And it is full on. Like, the stuff that these girls go through is it's just it's just like watching like a military boot camp movie like um full metal jacket but set in the k-pop world so and are, they, are they like making them like work out and get beautiful yeah, or? yeah like the the surgeries the oh um God. the like the the diets the constant working out and and they pretty much aren't allowed they don't, they're not allowed to have relationships they're not allowed to go out and do anything else but practice and dance and and work on it um the the scene that really sums up this film this documentary for me so the the nine muses are on their tour bus uh their manager is driving the tour bus and has a car accident it injures several of the members of the girl group and then they have to the next day go and rehearse yeah. all these complicated um, dance moves. And these girls are, like, all injured. And the manager who actually crashed the car that injured them is there screaming in their faces, telling them they're not doing the job right. It's, oh like, God. full on. So, um, yeah. And, and this the- is that genre that you love and that you, like, <laughs> yeah. wholeheartedly support. Yeah. <laughs> Where? Um, <laughs> is it hard to find? I want to watch uh, it. You can rent it on most platforms yeah. like Google Play. Um, if you've got the movie uh, streaming service, it's on there at the moment. Um, it's it's crazy that this film is actually made by the, sh- like, the record companies. Mm. To promote them or something? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> like, like the, the girl group, like, dissolved uh, that, that it's about, so they no longer exist. But, yeah, it's crazy that this film even exists, mm. Um, mm. that they got this much access. So, yeah, definitely worth watching. Cool. Lucy. Um, okay, look, I can't really say that I'm a connoisseur of Korean cinema, <laughs> yeah. which, um, that, you know, it's probably something I need to, to look into more. I need to, like, fan yeah. my horizons. But, uh, so I went with the weird, like, fraught theme of, like, weird love stories between older women and younger men. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, (laughs) and please note that I didn't say like old women, like it's just where the woman is older than the man, um, because every other movie in the history of the world, the man is older than the woman and nobody ever talks about that. Yeah. And, and, you know, this is like a la Harold and Maud, big, (laughs) 
how Stella got her groove back. Um, that movie Prime with um, yeah. Uma Thurman and yeah. all the rest. Um, but also, like, there's many themes in these movies that, like, I don't want to recommend that. So I'm yeah. just going, um, you know, The Graduate is another one of these movies. Yeah. So I'm just recommending the soundtrack from The Graduate. Very famous, <laughs> very famous. A lot of Simon and Garfunkel tracks, um, and uh, a, a really good listen. I have it on vinyl, and uh, it's a lot of songs that I love. <laughs> so, are, are you are you saying that because you don't like the actual film itself? Um, no, I'm just saying you know probably Miss Robinson would have gone to jail in real life. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I've and- never watched it. Oh, really? I, I really like The Graduate. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, and it's got a great soundtrack. Yeah. And uh, there's actually, I read an article, I, I swear it was in the New York Times, where, like, there's scientific reasons why women should date younger men. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually tried to find it, just, like, to recommend that, but I couldn't find the writer's name. So you're recommending dating younger men. Younger men. But there's supposed to be reasons, you know, it's like that women do all this unpaid labor and that um, men die first. And like she had all these reasons and she was trying to convince women to change their age ranges on dating profiles to be like, you you should date younger men. Go for the younger. Yeah. Because then you'll like live around the same amount of time and uh, things like this, right? It was more. That like it was actually quite complicated. I really wish I could have found it. Sorry, that's my bad. I'm gonna like add a side note to Lucy's recommendation, which is do not date any guys under thirty because they're all fuckwits. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. All right, Brendan, what's your recommendation? Uh, I'm recommending dating older men. No, Uh (laughs) like Bill Murray. (laughs) <laughs> Actually, uh, so my recommendation uh, is based on the fat suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Have any of you guys watched this? Um, I, I watched this show. It was really good called Insatiable. Have you heard of this? I didn't finish the first season. I'm only joking. I was just- <laughs> <laughs> I, I was like, oh, shit, Brandon. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my recommendation, um, much like, uh, Lucy, I don't have a lot of experience, uh, in the, uh, in the Korean, uh, film scene. I've watched a lot because of Paul often taking me along to see, like, uh, The Host and Parasite and things like this, which mm-hmm. I-, I feel like Parasite's too easy. So I'm going to recommend one called Burning, which mm-hmm. is a Korean film I watched recently and it was really good. It was about, uh, this guy who meets this girl that he hadn't seen since, uh, his younger days and he's sort of like, they're courting, but then this, uh, suave, sophisticated, uh, well-off dude sort of enters this, uh, love triangle and, uh, it goes on from there to be, uh, really quite, uh, compelling and, uh, scary even. So Ooh. I highly recommend that one. And that one's Burning. got, um, Stephen Ewan in it from, the Walking Dead, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I've been meaning to watch that, but, like, it's super long. I just need to find the time to actually watch it. Yeah, like, uh, it came up on my radar because it obviously did really well in some festivals and stuff. And mm-hmm. so I uh, saw it was on uh, on demand on SBS and gave it a watch. Yeah, yeah. SBS on awesome. demand has some great movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. can we get sponsored by them? Because I'd love to, like, make this segment... Yeah. SBS on demand. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll I'll reach out to SBS. I'm sure they'll be Great. more than interested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, where are we ranking the dude in me among the films we've watched for the podcast? All right. I am going to put it just below 17 again and above the original Freaky Friday. Wow. So that where's that? That's sort of top. It's in the top half, but yeah. it's actually like I, there's a lot of movies I like on my yeah. list. I know yours are shorter, um, so it's it's in the good half. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I I can't quite you know let let it be better than Seventeen again. No, I I really appreciated uh, what this film mm-hmm. had to offer. I'm gonna put it in between Tammy and the T Rex and Selfless. Well, that's pretty much half. So wait, Tammy and the T Rex gets higher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've never seen a movie like that. 
<laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think that's fair. Like, Tammy was fun as fuck. Yeah, I, he, yeah, I think, yeah. Well, I'm putting it between uh, Vice Versa and 2003 Freaky Fr- Friday. So that's reasonably high. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's even higher on your list than it was on mine. Oh, there you go. Okay, so next episode. <laughs> it's been a while since our last misogyny swap. <laughs> so next week <laughs> we will be watching... The 2015 comedy directed by Mel Brooks is Mel sung. Brooks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is like Hank, uh, Hanks and Stallone. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this film was directed by Mel Brooks's son, and it's called Sam, where an alpha New York City male is magically transformed into a beautiful girl, falls in love, and learns what it means to be a woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, really conflicted. I was sort of like, oh, Mel Brooks. I was, I was interested to see Mel Brooks's son. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, this this film, uh, like the main guys are all no names, but it has Morgan Fairchild in it. And um, did either of you guys watch Mad Men? Yes. Yeah. You know the guy, the Italian guy in the office that turned out to be gay. Yes. Yeah, he's in it as well. Oh, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, my favorite character of the whole series. <laughs> Everybody loves that character. <laughs> Don, Don Draper who? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it looks uh, like all the other misogyny slots we've done, so I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, for, for those who don't know, a misogyny swap is the – Subgenre within the body swap subgenre. It's a um, it's an academic term that we came up with. Yeah, <laughs> um, where a man becomes a woman in order to learn how to not be a be chauvinistic yeah. pig. Yeah, <laughs> but sometimes remains a chauvinistic pig either way. Yeah, <laughs> but except to the girl that he likes, he's sort of better. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he and, learns to treat them like a human because this genre is also called how to like dismantle Lucy. Lucy's sanity one brick at a time. Paul <laughs> 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 laughed so much his microphone fell over. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So um, should be a fiery one, which I always enjoy. So until next time, review us on iTunes or you're a piece of shit. And I was Paul Mitzi. I was Lucy Thomas. And I was Brendan Levi. Good okay, night. thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. The Swapcast podcast is recorded in Adelaide, Australia. It's hosted by Paul Mitzi and edited by Brendan Levi and Paul Mitzi. Our theme song was written and performed by John Marco of Too Creative, featuring Lucy Thomas, and recorded at Browntown Studios. Our music bumpers were created by Reggie Parker. Contact him on parkerregmusic at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.